Welcome to Profiles, a three-part podcast that dives deep into the lives of promotional products professionals. Profiles is brought to you by Promo Journal, a division of Promo Corner. Promo Journal provides fresh, daily content from industry thought leaders. Blogs, videos, product features, and live content all in one convenient location. Weekly advertising opportunities are available. Contact sales at promocorner.com to get your message seen. Hello and welcome to our fifth series of Promo Corner's new podcast, Profiles, where we're talking with longtime industry professionals about their experiences and their take on the promotional products world today. I'm your host, Steve Woodburn, and thank you for taking time to listen. In this series, our guest is Eric Levin, who now heads up the Decoration Services Division of supplier Alpha Broder. He started in this industry working with his father at a company called LibroLine before going on to create and build supplier Jetline into a $30 million company. When Eric started Jetline, the Internet was in its infancy and social media was non-existent. Today, though, Eric says if you want to build a presence in this enterprise, you must embrace social media. I think from what I've seen over the past 11, maybe 12 years, I think, believe it or not, you may think I'm crazy, but you you need to embrace social media. It is everything in this industry. I've seen people build their brand, you know, and their brand meaning themselves on social media. You know, people just don't understand how powerful it is. And I think the number one piece of advice that I would give a person in this industry is think about your career. What are you going to do from a social media perspective to, to build your brand? Because you are your own brand, right? And to some degree, a sales person is, is their own brand. I mean, they work for a company, but they are their own brand. I think my, my biggest piece of advice would be, you know, have a rhythm to it. Um, get up every morning. I get up every morning. The first thing I do is I turn on my Facebook page and I wish people a happy birthday. And if you're my friend on Facebook, you will get a happy birthday from me. And you know, it's such a simple thing to do, but in an, in an industry where things are getting less and less personal, right? The relationship used to mean everything. Think about it. When you were a supplier back in the day, you walked into your customer's office and what you wanted to see was your catalog on the table with five or six other catalogs. Right. And that's how business got done. And now it's, it's, you know, I can look up a round stress ball and find 15 suppliers and who has it and who's got the least expensive price. How do you build that relationship in my, in, 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 you know, and I, a lot of the people that work for me that, that were very successful, they, they did a really good job at that. And they brought the, they brought it back to being personal. You know, I like you because you're a veteran and you've got two kids and I know one of your kids is in college and I, they're just, there's so many things you know about a person through social media. And it's really hard in this day and age to go in and get a 30 minute meeting with someone and have a personal relationship with them. So I think the thing that I would say is really focus on your brand of social media and really get to a point where you're, you're open up, you know, you don't have to tell everybody everything about your life, but I can tell you right now, both of you know what my kids do. You, you, you both know what my kids do. You guys both know that I went to the Nick game this weekend. You both know I went to the Jet game this weekend. When I, when I, when I go to a show, people say, oh, how's your daughter? How's your daughter? She's such a cute kid, right? People want to buy from people they like if they can. But it's really hard to get somebody to like you when you get 30 minutes in a meeting 
and it's not personal in any way, shape or form. So that would be my number one piece of advice that I would give people. And it's interesting too, because people our age are more Facebook and the younger kids are Instagram. You just got to get a rhythm to it, right? It's just, it's just a rhythm that you have to get. Some people are only on LinkedIn, but if you're not on all three of those platforms at a minimum, I don't, I don't, you know, you're, you're Willie Loman to me. The character Willie Loman is from the Broadway play Death of a Salesman and refers to salespeople who don't keep up with the times. And given the competition these days, while social media won't make you successful, it can give you a foundation on which to grow your reputation and business. Being an entrepreneur doesn't shield you from business challenges, and Eric faced one early on as he worked to grow Jetline by introducing new products. I think it was 2003. So we're growing like crazy. And I went over to Hong Kong. And when you go to Hong Kong, you know, you get at the catalogs. I bring the catalogs home. I talked to one of the investment guys that I was using for consignment. And I said, I think we should be adding 100 new stress ball styles. I just found the stress ball vendor overseas. And he goes, great, let's do it. So we put it in the catalog. Um, we don't have the inventory yet. The inventory is just coming in. We go to Vegas. And a week later, I won't mention the name of, of the competitors, but I got sued by two competitors in this industry for what they said was willful patent infringement. Willful patent infringement means that your intent is to break a patent, right? And so the first thing is most of this product hadn't even shown up. They thought I was doing millions of dollars of business on it. But the reality is when you go overseas at that time, the vendors over there aren't telling you that someone has a patent and neither of these actual suppliers in the industry had put their patent numbers in their catalog. So I had this year, uh, you know, back and forth and lawyers and, and waking up at three in the morning, you know, and, and, you know, they were suing for like, you know, $250,000 per infringement. Well, I had a hundred. If they were coming, they were looking for millions and millions of dollars. We hadn't even done $100,000 in sales of the product because it was just starting to come in. They didn't believe us. And we had to go through audits and all kinds of crazy things on that from. So this, to me, the strangest thing, that, that, was, that was one of the strange, worst, worst things that's ever happened in this industry to me. Um, I will never, ever add a product without doing a patent search again. <laughs> and there was the time Norman Cohen, the chairman of ASI, who we interviewed in series three of Profiles, invited the young Eric out to dinner and wine was served, uh, but not just any wine. I think when they first had opened Vegas, maybe it was early, late 90s, early 2000s, Vegas was a show, it became the show. And um, we were all there and he had a, a group of us um, at a private dinner. And I was a kid, right? I don't appreciate like good wine, any of that stuff. I still don't appreciate good wine, but um, I'm a kid. And so uh, myself and Joe Hoffman, who both of you know, we're, we're, we're invited to this dinner. And so Norm gets up and he takes out a bottle of wine and he starts telling us about this wine. It's a Maduro wine and it's older than Abraham Lincoln. And he starts talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. And then the waiters and waitresses all rolled out and we all got to taste this wine. He put bottles and bottles of it on the table. I have no idea how much the wine cost but you probably could have bought a used car for what he spent on wine that night, a, good, a nice used car. <laughs> oh, the things you do when you're young and naive and don't have an HR department to rein you in. 
I'll never forget the things that we did when we, when I was a young entrepreneur and I didn't have an HR department and I didn't know that I was breaking rules. So, you know, on a Friday night, if we hit our numbers, I would go to a place called Stu Leonard's and we had a barbecue and I had, a, you know, diverse workforce, but I had some of the guys were for Dominican and I'll never forget. They would say, you know, Eddie, buy me some Johnny Walker black. So I bring the Johnny Walker black. We, they play dominoes outside until midnight at the factory with like Christmas lights hanging overhead. I mean, the thing, any, all these things that HR would tell you right now, are you nuts? <laughs> are you crazy? Standing with him throughout the roller coaster ride of building a business has been his wife, Allison. And I ask Eric how they met. Mm. I always like to ask. <laughs> um, so I went to the George Washington University down in the District of Columbia. Uh, we have no football team, which is why I live vicariously through my daughter's football and basketball teams. And I was a in a fraternity and I was the vice president of the fraternity. And so my wife was a little sister, you know, freshman year, you can either go to sorority, you become a little sister. So she ended up becoming a little sister. One of the things you had to do was interview the, the board, the people that were running it. So um, it was Halloween night or Halloween. And she came into the house and she said, Hey, can, can I interview? And I said, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to this bar, but at a time, but you know, I, I've got a little time for you. So sat down and did the interview. Um, we hit it off and I said to her, do you want to come to the, to the bar with me? And she said, sure. And so we went, we went to the bar together and we hung out and on the way home, uh, I kissed her in this one spot. And, uh, and then lo and behold, um, I think it was about 15, no, well, no, it was about 10 years later, maybe. I was, I think, 25 at the time. She was 23. She used to complain that um, I would go down to DC to see my friends who played in bands. And, you know, I had this, this group of friends that still lived down there and a bunch of us would go down. She'd go, why don't you ever invite me? I'm like, you really want to sleep on the floor at, at, at you know, my friend's apartment? Because that's what I'm doing. So she goes, yeah, I'll sleep on the floor. So we get in the car. I've got a ring in, in my pocket, right? I'm driving five hours and we pull up and I go, you know what? Let's just see if the bar is going to be open that we used to go to. So we walk into the bar. I go, you guys open tonight? And they go, yeah. And then I brought her right back to the spot where we first kissed. And I said, we're not here just to see the band. And I got down on one knee and I proposed to her in the spot that we first kissed at. But we met, she was a freshman, I was a junior. And that's, that's how it started. And we're, We've had two, we have two beautiful children. We're still happily married. And uh, we, 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 this is our first year as empty nesters. So it's, it's an interesting dynamic. You, you go from COVID where the kids are home in the house all day long to empty nesting. After 30 years of hard work creating and nurturing a business, what is it that Eric's most proud of? I think the thing that I am most proud of is just how well the people that worked for me have flourished in this industry. Um, there are so many people out there. Listen, two ex-employees of mine are the head of vendor relations for two of the top 20 companies of this industry. Um, again, I had a salesperson who was, was salesperson of the year in this industry, Jane Ryan. They've all gone on to, to Meg Erber, who now works for SNS, was a, a runner-up for, for employee of the year in, in our industry. Um, a lot of the people that, um, you know, when you get acquired, you know, usually what happens is a lot of those people go away, right? The acquirer, but 
if you look at my management team from the Jetline days, it's it most of it's still intact. There's still the people running a large portion of this of this business. I have a woman um, who's the head of supply chain for all of the hard goods side of the business. Teresa Fang, a fantastic person who's grown within the company. I have a woman, Kathy Lynch, who started out with me as a uh, an inside salesperson who's now running the entire front end of the business, all of the order entry side of the business for decoration, including the legacy Alfred Broder decoration um, is, is doing really well. Um, you know, to me, seeing those people's careers grow um, and really become massive industry people. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that, that were ex Jetline employees and some that still are that have just gone on to, to, in insane, crazy, crazy careers. Whether we know it or not, with every choice we make and with each day that goes by, we're creating that which will become our legacy. What is it we want others to say about what we did in this world? What does Eric want his children and future generations to remember about him? Good dad, good husband in, in, in that order, first and second by far. Um, I hope, hope, hope a good boss man back in the day. Uh, but um, I, I think just, I'd like to be known as someone who, I, I think I pushed and I pushed this industry in some ways. You know, there, there, was, there was bullet line that was a, um, you know, a three day rush house back in the day and leads really set the bar on the high end for rush service, but nobody was really doing this low end stuff three day, one day, 24 hour. And when you look at who launched that stuff, it was, it was Jetline. That was the first with free three day rush. And then we were the first with free 24 hour rush. I, I'd like to say that I helped push us to become a more professional industry that satisfies customers in a, in a shorter time frame. And I pushed my competitors prime at the time had to do it. Right. And, and a bunch of other people had to, had to, to move in that direction. So if I, if I could be remembered for anything in the industry, I, I would like to be remembered for helping push, that, that, that aspect of, of the business. And, and cause it really does help the customer, right? You know, there are customers who need things quickly and, and we really, I think we pushed the industry and set the bar to make the industry go that route. At the end of the day, how does he feel about this industry and what promotional products offer to the end user? I love the industry. It's never boring. Every day is, I, I can't, I couldn't fathom looking up at a clock to see if it's four o'clock and it's almost time to leave yet. You know, I just couldn't fathom that in life. It's a great industry. I always say that, you know, it's going to always thrive because it's not intrusive. You know, think about so many of, of the advertising in the world we're trying to block, right? We're trying to get rid of TV commercials on our TVs and we click on the internet and we try to get it off. And then here are these guys who just, or women who just give you free stuff and, and it's useful and it has utility for you. So, you know, I, I think we're in a, in a good industry that no matter what happens with technology, you know, unless we get to a point that we're cyborgs and we're not drinking water, you're, there's always going to be the need for something to drink the water out of. Eric continues to look for innovative ways to decorate products and build production facilities that are state of the art. His story is far from written, and we'll watch as he continues to drive innovation and creativity in all he does. We're busy interviewing other industry icons, so be on the lookout for our next series. From all of us here at Promo Corner, Thanks for listening to Profiles. I'm Steve Woodburn, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you for listening to Profiles. Join us again as we continue to explore the lives of people who have impacted our industry.
Profiles was brought to you by Promo Journal, a division of Promo Corner. Promo Journal provides fresh, daily content from industry thought leaders. Blogs, videos, product features, and live content all in one convenient location. Weekly advertising opportunities are available. Contact sales at promocorner.com to get your message seen.